0: If I see that I'm off track, what do I got to shift? What do I got to sustain? If I'm on track and I go, you know what? I see that I want to achieve more. Great. What do I got to shift? What do I got to sustain? I mean, it's really that simple. There's a lot behind the scenes of planning to get it down to the point where your life should tell you what to do today. That's honestly, business taught me that is you do not have a business until you have a process and system in place to where your business is telling you what to do each day. If you don't have that, man, Same for your life. Your life should be set up so you can show up to it and be in joy and just operate, man. Do the job. React, we'll call it in a positive way, because you planned it that way.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. I'm very excited because today is an expert guest interview. We have Anthony Trucks joining us, and I want to read his bio. Anthony Trucks is a former NFL athlete, international speaker, American ninja warrior, and the author of the new book, Identity Shift Upgrade How You Operate to Elevate Your Life. Anthony uses cutting edge science and psychology to upgrade how you operate so you can elevate your life and business to reach your full potential. And Anthony's story is amazing. After being given away into foster care at three years old, Being adopted into an all-white family at 14, losing his NFL career to injury, and learning how to make shifts at a young age, Anthony's now made it his life mission to teach others how to make shift happen in their lives. Anthony, thanks for joining us. You know, before we hit record here, we are the Fit Father Project. We're a group of men who are looking to live longer, stronger, and healthier for our families, and I know you as well are a fit father. So before we get into everything you want to share, tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your family, and, and we'll go from there.
0: You told everything. There's nothing else to tell, man. It's all no. They uh, yeah. The family is. It's my anchor. I call it season of dad right now. So there's a lot of things that I do, and all of it pales in comparison to my desire to be an anchored, present father. But I think you learn through mistakes. At one point, I lost my entire marriage because I just I wasn't in a good place of focusing on the family. Like I'd be at work, but I wanted to want to want to be home. If that makes sense, like I just didn't. And so yeah, man. I, at a certain point, marriage fell apart. Three years later, got remarried. Thankfully, the same woman. Have an amazing marriage. Now and my health is what allows me to focus not only in the professional stuff I do so I can be progressive and successful there and then have joy to bring back to the family. But when I'm with the family, I'm with the family, man. So yeah, I am in shape. I have a trainer that creates my workouts, even though I have a degree in kinesiology and I I ran a gym for 10 years. Like I know my stuff, but I also realize that sometimes you need to have a coach. And so, man, it's been a game changer for my health and how I do stuff, but allows me to have a good not only body to be able to be focused, but also. It shows my kids what's important to me. Like They get to see in real life, in real time, what's important. And so it's just a thing all around. It's a good part of my life. And the thing I get to focus on is the health and the family. Beautiful.
1: Now, your wellspring of knowledge. You've had a lot of experience. You mentioned some of it here. But you wrote a new book called Identity Shift. And that's something we're going to link in the show notes. Why'd
0: you write this book? I wrote the book because the work I do is in... It's in that area, man. It's it's one of those things where it's identity. I and as I tell my story, I'm sure it'll kind of unpack and come to pass. But I wrote it because I, I realized in our society right now, a lot of the things that we are falling short of potential-wise, or desiring to, you know, be is we're not focused on becoming the right person for that. We're focused on what do I have to learn, what habit do I have to do, and you know, what are the, the tactical strategic things. And what I've found is most successful people that I've met, almost all maybe, they don't think about what do I have to do. They think about Who do I have to be in a sense? And what that looks like is they do and do not do things because of how it aligns with who they see themselves to be. So if I'm not the person that lies or steals, like they just don't do those things. If I'm not the out of shape person, then I just don't do those things, right? And then also we want to align as well in a positive way with who we want to be, which is if I'm a guy that's, you know, outgoing and and talking to a family man, I will do those things. It's all... It's separate from the information. It's more of who you are. And so the book, I realized, needed to be written in the sense of, one, I don't think people have the clear anchoring of, of their identity or how to actually manipulate it in the way they desire to get what they want. And we're in a society where a lot of us have outsourced our identity to social media, to business titles, to our house, to our car. And so when those things are adjusted or something changes, what ends up happening is we lose a sense of self, which loses confidence. We show up differently differently. And then we feel less than or we get depressed. And like the world nowadays with everybody being at home, like everything's digital. No one has an angering of who they are. And also this, look, when you have a sense of who you are, you can navigate unexpected shifts much better. And when this world went topsy-turvy the last year, a lot of people were forced into a realm of life unintentionally. You know, it was forced upon them and they didn't know who they were. Therefore, like a leaf in the wind, they got blown off in the left field. And so the book I wrote to be an anchor for not just the concept of identity and how important it is, but also for the process of how do you proactively take control of shifting your identity to not just feel better and operate better, but to have more of what you want in life. You mentioned that word proactively. And
1: I think that's really the key that I want to unpack here. Because a lot of men who listen to this podcast are either beginning their journey of changing their identity and their behaviors to move towards what we call a fit father, but more or less a man who's executing on the right kinds of healthy behaviors because he knows that he's aligned and he wants to be the best version of himself. Other guys listening to this are well along the journey and this identity is already kind of formed in a way and maybe they're making it even stronger. How does one proactively start to shift an identity? What are the steps that
0: go into that in your work and your experience? Yeah, man, it was, it's actually not a lot, which is good. The cool thing is, we've already done it. People have already done this. We've just done it more of a haphazardly, hasn't been intentional. And it's mostly through survival, man. Things happen, I adapt to them. We're, we're a pretty adaptable species, right? Our mind can adapt, adjust. Our body, if it wants to you know, if it starts lifting heavy weight, it'll adapt by getting bigger muscles. If it wants to, you know, run, it'll adapt by having less fat. And so the body adapts. We're naturally good at that. The identity thing, You can actually look at it in a simple way of three steps. And this is what's been created in my world called the shift method. And we made this and it works and it dials in the processes. But I'll call it a 50,000 foot view is three steps, see, shift, and sustain. Now, my goal is to get people into a stage where they're living in what I call the zone like your zone identity. This is not like the zone diet, but like, you know, like when you're an athlete, you're in the zone. Like you just, that's a feel. It's a, and it's not just an athlete, man. You could be in the zone as a mom or a dad or a coach or a business owner. This is a space when you just feel like I'm on fire everywhere. I got my health in check. My relationship's dialed in. I'm a good parent. The business is running smooth. I'm making money. I'm not stressed. I'm active, but it's filling me up to be this active. Like there's levels when I'm, dude, I am ticking at a high pace. People are like, man, how are you not burning out? I'm like, I'm in the zone, man. I love this. Like, I am I feel good. And then at some point in time, we've fallen out of that. And a lot of people have fallen out of that. I mean, if they do check in, they're like, yeah, I'm not there. And I realize there are three stages that you can progress through. And the first one is called the C stage. And it's what I call your zone lags. The C stage is essentially the stage where you go, I am taking a look at who I actually am. I'm trying to find out the zone lags that are keeping me from being in that zone that I want to be in. And it's an incredibly imperative thing to start with. Because most people go to the next stage, which I'll talk about in a second. The next stage is more of the work that you do. And the problem is people go there quickly. What happened? What do I got to find? What do I got to learn? What do I got to do, right? And you end up doing the things that don't help you specifically progress. It may have been good for Bob or for Anthony or for Jim or for Karen or Sharon, right? But then it wasn't good for you. So now you're burned out and you're broke and you didn't make any progress because you didn't do your stuff. So the C stage is you figuring out your zone lags. And there's a statement that I love and it says... It's hard to see the label when you are inside the jar. Mm-hmm. And the older we get, the thicker that glass gets, the more doubt we get inside of that jar. We don't wanna, I don't want to have anybody tell me things about myself. I don't want to hear. The ego rears up. I don't get any better. And so I'm doing things, but not improving. So the first stage is you got to really pull the ego back and see yourself for who you are so you can get the zone lags figured out. Because now that you actually give yourself permission to improve, And that's one of the most powerful first steps, giving yourself permission to improve in this area that you didn't want to admit that you weren't amazing at. The next stage is the one we call your shift. Now it's C, shift, which is actually the the actionable aspect of it. I'm going to shift like the levers, the buttons of things actionably. It starts inside, right? I'm going to shift how I feel and operate inside to uh, be able to change my life outside. And this for me is what's called a personalized shift plan. Once you know what you got to work on, you got to know where you have to poke in the area of your life to work on specific parts of your identity. Because you can't just go in. Here's the thing people do like, uh, you know what, I'm out of shape. I'm going to start working out. I'm gonna go buy a treadmill. Okay, you go buy a treadmill and it turns into a really expensive clothes hanger in your garage and gets dust, right? Well, why is that? Well, because you don't like running and you just grabbed it because your neighbor said get a treadmill, right? You didn't look at your specific thing. Maybe you like to do yoga, You know, maybe you like to go hiking, right? So you got to figure out what your personalized area. And then when it comes to other parts, maybe your relationship isn't where you want it to be. All right, maybe your problem isn't that you don't take your wife on dates. Maybe the problem is you don't listen to her talk about her day enough. Mm. Right? So it's like you may go put energy. I'm gonna take a big, nice date. And she's like, I just want you to listen to me. So if we don't look at our own personalized shift plan, what we've got to work on, then we'll do the wrong work and we won't get anywhere. And we'll be like, I'm doing this stuff and I'm not getting want to give up. And so the second part is you got to actually focus on the right things and do that work. The last part is sustain. The thing that I've noticed when it comes to shifting an identity doesn't happen quickly. And it shouldn't. I mean, if you think about who we are today and now, this didn't happen overnight. You didn't go from 10 to 11 years old and become this person all of a sudden today, right? It was over time. And it should be a joy to that. It's not a problem, right? It, it should be kind of that, that process. If you look back, there's a time if I go, hey, take me back to 10 years ago and think about that person. Who were you back then? And most people will look back and go, man, I was a different person. I, I thought different. I spoke different. I processed different. Yeah, so you had a different identity then than you do now. So you have already done it, right? We can establish that piece. But it doesn't happen overnight. What I realized, it's kind of like when, I'm sure you can attest this and all the people listening can, there's times when I'll go to like a coffee shop to work and I'll sit down and I'll get my you know little environment settled up and I'll put the headphones in and for the first five minutes I'm working but I'm, I can still I'm still aware of my surroundings right I just I realize time's passing and then at some point all of a sudden I pop my head up and it's been two hours I'm like where did the the, the hell where did the last two hours go like but I got a lot done it's all good Woo, I got I feel good right that's kind of how the sustained process works it's called a discipline system the process is supposed to be focused on. For the first couple of weeks, it's nuanced, it's new, but after a while it becomes so normal to who you are, you wake up three months, four months, five months later and go, wow, I'm in better shape. My marriage is better. Like I'm, you know, business is going smoother. I got a, my job feels like much more enjoyable to go to. Whatever it is, you pop up and that, that actually is the moments that, that when you shifted. Now it's hard to go back and realize what moment it took place. I've never been able to ask anybody, hey, when did you, when did you feel like a way, way better person? It's not even usually the moment after a big success. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess sometime last month, you know, like there's no definitive of when it took place. And so for me, it's like, if you figure out your zone lags, you figure out your shift work, and you put in your own discipline system to sustain the actions in that direction, the back end of that, you end up becoming a different person in a good way. And, and it's a statement that I, I anchor this to it's tied like, you ever seen a, let's see a sculptor. They get a block, they start chiseling out this block. They don't get done with that sculpture and go, I, I sculpted something and walk away. They go, no, I'm a sculptor. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't paint a beautiful picture or learn to paint a beautiful picture and walk away and go, I, I just painted something. No, I'm a painter, right? The, the process of creation is what gives you the ownership of that new identity. And what happens between the shift and sustain is that it's that creation process that creates you internally in time. You're, you're creating your identity transformationally while achieving something outside. And that's what we build and go through. So when someone's like, hey, how do I shift my identity? Just realize you've already done it. It's not impossible. Two, you've done it accidentally, which is a problem. So it took longer and you didn't know where you wanted to go because most of the time people get to midlife. And they go, oh, midlife crisis. I don't know who I am. Well, yeah, because you got a job. You kind of like because it paid the bills. And Bob, who's your boss, you just follow what Bob does. And Bob hates his wife and his life. So you start doing Bob stuff. And sure enough, what you think was going to happen, man? You borrowed the wrong habits. So yeah, of course, it's how you felt. So going back to the base is like, see, then do your own shift, sustain that, On the back end, you get that expansion. We call it a more evolved man or evolved woman. You just took control of actually crafting the ideal identity, that zone identity that you really wanted to be in your life. Makes a ton of sense. I feel like it's incredibly
1: aligned with the process that we do in our programs. Effectively, the C visibility is huge. A lot of our guys listening to this, they started this program by writing a mission statement which comes to an evaluation of where they're at in their life and how their behaviors with their health are affecting all these different areas. Some visibility, because it gives you a platform and a chance to, to start to develop your personalized shift plan, which I love what you say, must be personalized. We have to be shining light in all the areas that we individually need to shine light on. And we know that intuitively once we take the time to see. makes a ton of sense. And then the third, the sustain aspect kind of reminds me of just like you start to live in integrity with your shift plan and then your actions, they start to stack up and, and just give you strength. And you wake up one day, you're like, wow, I, f- I feel completely different. When did that happen? Now, something that's interesting, I think with health, and I don't want to dive into this. I think there's a lot of guys, especially guys where they join our program who feel like they're high performing, kick ass in many other domains of their life besides this one. It almost seems that people have like siloed identities. Like some people feel like they crush it in all these domains, then, you know, some areas they struggle with. Can you speak to that a little bit? Just the nature of that? Because it doesn't seem to me that we have one solid identity. Maybe we have overarching ones, but they kind of seem domain specific.
0: Yeah, we have values and principles that show up in certain areas, right? Values are based on, in my opinion, they're based on like situations of what's going on. Like right now, I have, you know, a value for money. But if something changes, the value diminishes, right? I have a value for my grass being, you know, nice and my you know car being washed, right? Just value there. But if it's like an apocalypse, I don't care about the grass. I don't value my grass and my car, right? But then principles are different. Principles are these hard set things that are right and wrong regardless. Like there's principles to me in how I look at human life from my faith, right? How I look at marriage in my faith. No matter what happens, situation, like I will look at my children a certain way in their life, right? There's a, it's principles as humans. What I look at is as we go in, they will cross identities. However, we are different identity-wise in different situations in life. The way that I'm here and the presence I have with you, is different than my wife in intimate moments. You know, the difference, it's different from how I coach my son, we play with sports or from watching TV or when I'm in a coaching call. It's a different entity, it's a different identity altogether. The person I am right now is not who I am on a stage when I'm speaking. It's, it's seriously just, it varies. And people go, oh, you, you're different. Like, no, it's just humanity. I can't and you shouldn't be the same. So, yeah, it makes sense. The identity you might have, I call it an identity anchor. You might have a different anchor in health than you have in business, than you have in your marriage, right? Now, we want to be as close as we can to having it be anchored similarly in all areas. But it, first off, people realize like it's not easy to do that because we're only human and we have so much energy. I don't think we realize... What I've noticed is... I don't know if balance is always the thing that is existing in the world. I don't have a good balance. But my life runs like a smooth running machine because I've found that there are certain things that what you would call take me off balance. It's just that in one area... It's slowing down my ability to still go fast in that area. And I like speed, man. I'm a guy likes to move at a quick pace. And if I put too much on my business plate, then I slow down in business. And then I, everything else slows down. I feel like, ah, I'm not even a good dad. I'm not doing good. And everything gets affected by it. So I find like, you know what? Some of these projects, I got to kick them out three to six months. It doesn't belong on my plate right now, right? Or mm-hmm. if I want to coach my kid's team, well... If I take on all my kids' teams to coach, well, I can only do so much coaching before, well, the business starts to falter, so I don't have enough money, so I'm stressed when I'm coaching, right? So it's finding what you would call balance, it's finding what things are pulling back the speed in one area and affecting the rest. And so for me, it's like, one, yes, be aware of that, two, realize that typically you're not going to look at the area as a problem and say, how do I fix that? But it's something surrounding it. You ever heard of the squeaky door theory? It's like a squeaky door. this is actually something that I learned from like I have a degree in kinesiology, so I understood this from like you know biomechanics. But if you go to a door right now, right? So somebody has knee pain, you'll get this. If I have knee pain, typically, the knee isn't the issue. It's the ankle below or the hip above or some position I move. so it's it's eliciting itself and showing up in the knee like a door. If it squeaks at the handle, it's either the hinge above or below that is making it kind of squeak or creak, right? So in our lives, we're all looking at the knee going, that's the problem. I'm not, I can't, I'm not good in my health. I'm not good at my health. Nah, maybe you just have something going on in your relationship or with your, your parenting aspects or with work that is affecting that area and making it squeak, we'll call. And if you can take a look at the collective aspect, you might find that, well, maybe if you don't stress yourself so much at work and take that one thing off your plate or delegate it, well, now you can actually get the workout in. And then now you have more joy because you got a better body. You look in the mirror and feel confident again, like you used to. So guess what? You go back to your house and your wife says, Hey, baby, look pretty good. You're like, ooh, I feel good. I'm you know, I'm feeling better. And my wife's noticing it. Then I got more energy to play with the kids. So kids like great dad, and I go to work, people like, hey Bob, why are you so happy, man? I don't know. I'm in a good mood. It's synergistic. So it's those little things that create massive change over time. Yeah, totally.
1: That resonates with me big time. Something that's interesting. And I'm thinking as I'm listening to you, Anthony, is that what we find from watching a lot of our program members is they start, even though they don't know they're necessarily doing identity shift work, they start with this narrow band focus on improving their behaviors around their nutrition, their sleep, their exercise. And the body seems something so foundational that when the body gets leaner, more energetic, is getting the right inputs, is moving, a lot of these other areas seem to shift almost automatically. Yeah, guys find out that they're like way happier at work now and way more fulfilled in their marriage, just as a byproduct of getting the body right. It seems like a big area to develop the right habits around. Now, something that's also tricky about the maintenance of this body is as long as we live, we need to get up and we must eat and drink and eliminate and move our bodies. So it's like one of those things that we're kind of almost confronted with every single day that gives us the opportunity to be consistent, but also in seasons of life, sometimes can lead to some inconsistency. What advice would you give to people who maybe feel like they get derailed in the past? Like they feel like they're at a point where they maybe went through all three phases of your shift and they feel like they're in the sustained phase, but then some stuff happens, or then they just feel like they're, they're downshifting the other way. How do
0: you start to turn that around and shift the momentum? Yeah. I mean, the good thing about it is this process is built in a circle. It's actually, if you see the, the diagram yeah. of how it works, it's circular. And so Well, you're talking about in a negative way, like it's actually the same thing positive, but they both go in the same flow. You're talking also. You said something about called, called habit clusters. When I start doing well in one area, I will not keep things in my life that will deter or take away from that thing I'm building. So like if I'm starting to have a healthier body just because I'm working out, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm working out. I, I, maybe I should eat some food so I don't not as sore as much and so I yeah. can keep my gains, right? And then if I'm keeping my gains and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting it, maybe I should buy nicer clothes because I want to go outside more often. I want to make sure I'm seen positively, right? And you start doing that, you go outside more often. You know Maybe uh, man, maybe I should take care of my grass and my lawn because I want to make sure that the outside of my home matches my inside of my heart, you know? And so you do that and then you start doing things, you start meeting more people, you go out and do things, you have different friends, like... It positively engages everything around. It's just a weird positive. Now, what you're talking about is like when I start having the decline, because that happens, right? It's the thing is, I think we beat ourselves up a lot and we end up falling off track somewhere and don't realize we're off track till we're a mile down the track. Right. And what I've noticed is all the things I do, I think for me, football was really big on this. When I played in the NFL, the big thing we had was structure. Always had structure. So if I fell off track today, practice didn't go that great, that's cool. Tomorrow, we, can, we know what practice should look like. Let's fix it tomorrow. Whereas most of us, we are running around with our hair on fire. And when I go through all the stuff I'm talking about, the thing I haven't addressed or even talked about is like, I am really big on like process and structure. And I, my athletic days, the ability for me to be successful as an athlete, I could just show up and work. I didn't have to think about what to work on. And a lot of us are trying to show up to work, but we have nobody who's created the plan of what to work on. Back then my coaches did it. Now it's yeah. me. And it took me years to figure out how to do it for myself. And I spent about an hour a week doing it because I've spent time in the past structuring it and it's just maintenance. But dude, I can show up to today. I show up to today without thinking about what happened, what was gonna happen today. It's even things for like speeches for prep, it's all so dialed into this point. I live super free. I roll up, yeah. I do my thing, I talk on podcasts, I hang out with you, and I move on, right? And that's the good thing. But if it falls off track, here's what you do. You go back to the first stage. See, if you're not feeling right, you feel like you're off track, take a look and go, where am I at right now? Take a look. Or ask somebody, hey man, how, how is my life looking right now? And be open to hearing that person reply to you with something you may not want to hear, but you do need to hear. It doesn't change though. It's still see, shift, sustain, right? If I see that I'm off track, what do I got to shift? <laughs> what do I got to sustain? If I'm on track and I go, you know what, I see that I want to achieve more, great. What do I got to shift? What do I got to sustain? I mean, it's really that simple. There's a lot behind the scenes of planning to get it down to the point where your life should tell you what to do today. That's honestly, business taught me that is you do not have a business until you have a process and system in place to where your business is telling you what to do each day. If you don't have that, man, same for your life. Your life should be set up so you can show up to it and be in joy and just operate, man. Do the job. React, we'll call it in a positive way, because you planned it that way. If you're getting up and having to think about what to do and, and try to get it done, think about how people hire trainers. You can go to the gym and you kind of know what to do, but here's what happens. People show up to the gym, ready to work, and now I walk in there and I'm like, oh, Which machine? How many reps? Should I do an hour, a half hour? And so it gets... The thought of going to the gym later becomes debilitating mentally, not physically. Mm -hmm. But if they hire you, it's like, hey, here's your squats, bench press for today, do your sit-ups, 20 minutes, 10 reps. Do it easy. I show up, pull a piece of paper out, let's go to work, get it done. And I'm in in enjoying simply because I didn't have to think about what to do. I just show up and do it. So when you're off track in life, that's usually the missing piece. Yeah. That seems totally true in my
1: experience. And I think as I'm thinking about how what you're sharing relates to our program members, one of the greatest gifts I think we give people is just the clarity with the structure, right? Because then people can just almost, you can be the athlete. You don't have to be the coach and the athlete, which is something that follows very great. And I think I want everyone to really take emphasis of Anthony here is a man that's played in the NFL, competed on American Ninja Warrior and still has a trainer
0: because he understands it's a value add to give him the clarity. Yeah, that's awesome. It takes off my plate, man. I can focus on doing this and not having to thing. I got workouts. I got a crazy workout later today to do, but I don't even I don't even think about it. I don't even know what it is. I just saw it and I was like, yeah, okay. But I know I'll open my phone, pull it out, go to work. And, and that takes all the stress away from working out. So it actually becomes meditative for me. I get invigorated as opposed to drained. I look forward to it. All because I don't have to think about what I'm doing. I just show up, do the work, feel good about myself and press on. Here's a question. And I don't know if there's a
1: clean answer to this, but a lot of times what we see is people in our fit father and fit mother programs, a lot of them join individually because they want to improve their life and they start doing that. But they often have other people in their lives who are not making the same kinds of shifts. It's maybe not their time in life. Yet, what I've discovered is that the ecosystem and the people around you, particularly for your health, is so, so important. So, how does one bring others along the journey without forcing the shift? down their throats, because it's a personal decision. They're like, let's speak to that. How do shifts happen in a household with a lot of dynamics going on where not everyone's exactly on the same page, but for the sustain, it certainly helps to have a whole family who's kind of
0: bought in and on bear to something, right? It definitely does, man. I, I did the 75 hard thing and it was way easier because my wife did it with me vastly easier, right? So there's a couple of things. One, when they're loved ones, this is a statement I love because it ties to like how we operate as humans relationally. And it's, you can never want more for someone than they want for themselves. It's the first piece of it. So just because I want my family to do it, I man, I can't make them. Because then what happens, you create this internal barrier because they feel like, well, you don't like them or you don't love them because you aren't doing this thing that you want them to do. It's like, mom, I don't want to be a doctor, but you should, Right. There's a wedge there now. Now every day they show up feeling inadequate because they know what you want for them and they don't want it for themselves, but they feel you're judging them based on that. Mm-hmm. So it's the first piece of it. Let that go. Second thing is, we as I don't know, close-knit family members, the most you can do sometimes is plant the seed. Most of the time we are vastly too close to water it. Mm-hmm. I got great friends in my life that do things in a similar realm as me. But I'm too close to help them. I've planted seeds, but they don't come to me to water it. And I don't want to be the guy that like, is like, you're, "Why don't? what are you doing? You should just come listen to me. Although I could massively help them. Like quite literally, people pay me $50,000 a year to do the same thing I could do for free for this person. They don't want to listen. And it's like, all right, do I get mad? And It's like, no, at the end of the day, I'm not the one to water it. And that's okay. So when you're in a household with these people, you got to realize that like you may be the one to plant the seed and not be the one to water it. Then here's the other part of it. When you're in your home, that's a group of humans, right? That, that's the people that you're accepted by. I think because we are pack animals to an extent to be quite little, like we're built for communication relations. Yeah. We're just built for it, right? We desire that. And the problem we think is in order to have a new circle or something, we think that it means we have to get rid of the old circle, which sometimes depending on how much time you give. It does mean that. But if it's your family, obviously you can't. But on top of that, it just means you can add a new circle on top of the one and stop relying on the old circle for those same things. Here's a simple thing. Uh, My wife and I, we were in different businesses. For a long time, I wanted her to be the person I could talk to about my business and get it, understand it. You know, I just, I wanna share it with you. She didn't wanna hear it. She has her own thing she does. And I was like, but I feel drained because the person I want to, we did this for years and it caused a big problem in our marriage. And eventually I realized, okay, well, I come to my wife for talks about the kids, random stuff, life, barbecues, but I have other colleagues I talk to about business now. I almost never come to her about this stuff, and it's okay. Like my, so my, I have a circle that supports me in an area that gives me love and joy for that area, that identity. The other one, I get support from the family. So if you're in your household going, I need my wife to be dialed, my kids to do this. No, you don't. You just need a group of people that will love to celebrate with you when you win in that area. And it's not that your people don't love you if the people in the house aren't celebrating you. Do your thing. You can't want them to want it. You can't tell them what to do and water the seed. You just plant it, do your thing, and have people that celebrate you and build and build and build. And then what's cool is this. Whenever you're around people that know you and you start making those shifts, there's usually an internal thing that they deal with that comes out as, what are you doing? Why are you, you ain't gonna get in shape? we gonna start eating salads, you know? Like, yeah, and we feel bad. Like, oh, I don't wanna feel that. And then here's what happens for them. They're having a mirror moment, typically, which is mm-hmm. you're presenting to them what they're not doing. And they have to choose two things. Either I admit I'm doing it wrong, or I bury you so I can stand on top of the grave and feel good about myself still. And I've realized for myself a lot of moments, like when people kind of poke at me, it's just them trying to find a way to hold position. It's nothing to do with me. And what I start doing is I look at them and go, okay, how can I convince them? It's not going to happen by words. People don't believe words. They believe what they see. So if I have my group of people that salute me, celebrate me, and I, let them, and I keep pulling in that direction, I got good habit clusters. I do my thing. Eventually they go, you still doing that? Yeah. And then after a while, it's like, oh, you're still doing it, aren't you? Yeah. And they keep doing it like, wow, he, he actually got it done. And now you've convinced them. They're like, man, you're happier. You're in better shape. You got more joy. Like They'll come to you. Because you were, again, you weren't putting seeds on them. You weren't making them feel bad for not wanting it. So now it's their idea. And they go, man, I want want some of what you got. I'm happy to tell you. Now you help them. Maybe you can water the seed at that moment in time. But now it's their idea. And people will protect what they create, not what you create for them.
1: Man, that that was a truly great answer. I think you totally nailed that thing up and down. And I think about our Fit Father communities, one of the best things that we kind of accidentally did is we got all our program members inside these private groups together just so they could support one another. But it ends up being the best part of the program. Is everyone's, you know, the camaraderie, they found this niche circle of like-minded men who are all working towards the same thing. It ends up being that borrowed uh, social outlet while they're kind of standing in the midst of their own transformation journeys, planting seeds, but more or less just being consistent and walking the walk. Totally. All right. So 30 minutes in, I want to ask you, how can people learn more? about your work and tell us a little more about the plan for your upcoming book. And if people are listening to this and are like, yeah, this identity stuff is something I definitely want to go deeper on. And this Anthony Trucks guy absolutely said a lot of
0: true shit that really resonates with me. How do they find you and come deeper with you? Yeah, man, well, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm on social media, you can go find me. I get a lot more messages now, so it's hard to get back to all the messages, but I do the absolute best I can. But to be honest, man, what's cool about the work I do is it doesn't intrude upon anybody else's work. It's not information I'm giving people. It's process. It's system. It's, it's like giving somebody the, uh, the video game system to play the video game that they have, right? Yeah. So you have the video game, right? I just, play, they just take that information and plug it into a different system is what I create. And so if people want to know more about the book, you can go to IdentityShiftBook.com and grab the book. And then just for hanging out and being part of this community, if you guys use the code FFP, fit for the project, if you buy the book and bring it back to the site that's on there, you can just follow the steps one, two, three. It's very easy. Then, when the book releases, you'll get the book in the mail, but also for the first 10 people, send a second book that's going to be autographed by me. I'll also give the audiobook, a digital book, and a workbook. And the workbook's a cool thing because the workbook, I took the most impactful modules from our coaching methods, like the shift method, and I put them into a book that allows someone to really go through and not just read the book and kind of like, okay, it makes sense. And like, I'll try to apply it someday later, but it actually allows you to apply it. It's not the full in-depth thing, but it'll give you a really great kickstart of like how to start the shift or to take a look at how you might be already in the middle of it now. Because if they're doing the work with you, you're doing a portion of it. Quite literally, you're probably already doing a portion of it, right? Which is great. And now it's like, how do I really button that up and carry it into the rest of my life with a little bit of a plan? That's it. And then if they want to know more, there's obviously ways from there to figure it out. You can, there's links, places, there's quizzes you can take. There's some cool things inside the book and the things surrounding it as well. Nice.
1: Well, thank you you shared a lot of great stuff here today. I had a lot of aha moments listening to you. And, and you know, I think we're doing a lot of things inside our program that fits your methodology and that's not surprising because I think the truth stands on its own two feet and you've definitely discovered it and I'm I'm so happy you're out there changing people's identities and all the links to this stuff that Anthony talked about we'll put it in the show notes so people can explore more. Anthony Trucks, thanks for coming on. I hope it's not the last time we have you on here. You're a true fit father, a leader, a great guy. And I know a lifelong student and learner. I can definitely tell that through this. So thanks, man. I appreciate you. You too, man. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, Visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.